Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> oh, this is where the power episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and sitting right next to me is my brother, Tommy. How's it going? I'm doing good. And joining us once again this week, twice in one week. This is a rare opportunity, but I'm so happy. It's our good brother from the Bulletcast. It's Philip. How's it going, man? Baby Huey, it's Sunday night. I put a hold of my other plans with some friends because, you know what? I care about you. I care about Tommy. I care about In The Click. That's what I do. That's why I'm the microphone messiah. That's why I'm the greatest sports recreational podcaster in the world today. That's why I'm the, that's why I'm the Valkyrie King of the Great White North in my honorary home of Canada. <laughs> I love it. So uh, for the Clicksters listening right now, I might be a little confused thinking, wait a sec, it's a Sunday night. Where's Richard? I was like thinking of Tommy Boy, but Richard. We we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. I can start crazy rumors. Look at Philip laughing. No, no. Uh, uh, by all means, I, I want to give Philip a big thank you for uh, uh, stepping in very last minute, subbing very last minute. Literally, I texted Philip probably 45 minutes ago um, and asked if he can jump on and record with us tonight. So Richard is a little under the weather. Um, uh, he just texted me a little while ago and he uh, wasn't able to record tonight. So um, he said, you know, if you guys want to hold off till Monday, then he'll be available. But then uh, he said, if you want to record tonight, then maybe see if someone else is available. So Philip, you were the first one. I text right away and you made yourself available. Thank you so much for doing that. I truly truly appreciate that respect that and big props and uh yeah i'm sorry you had to put off your other plans tonight but we're back at talk some wrestling and you know it, it's kind of a rare uh situation usually you talk aew on in the click um this week it was a special one uh we talked to raw and aew which by all means go back one episode and listen to that as well we had some fun discussing all the highlights from both shows this week but also uh so philip you're here tonight we're gonna talk some NXT, we're going to talk some SmackDown, and we're going to talk about uh, stuff getting ready for WrestleMania week, NXT TakeOver, Stay and Deliver, and also we're going to break down the card, the updated card for WrestleMania 37, so a lot of stuff to talk about, so uh, first things first, as always, remember, subscribe to In The Click on your favorite podcast platform, and also email us anytime in the click at gmail.com, get the merch by clicking the link in our bio on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, so can't thank the clicksters enough for all the continuous support all right let's jump right into it so wednesday night nxt this week 
Man, this was an action-packed show. Uh, Tommy, you and I actually watched it twice. We watched it mm-hmm. live on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and then we just watched it again this afternoon. A lot Man. of hard-hitting action. <laughs> yes. A lot it, of captivating uh, drama on this show. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, Philip, um, you know, Tommy and I both were just really intrigued and excited for this episode because they really did a lot of building up for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, which is now less than two weeks away. And so this this show really just set up the rest of the card. We had a couple matches already announced beforehand, but now they really set everything in motion for two nights, Wednesday, April. Let me double check what's the night for that. It was going to be Wednesday, April 7th. That's going to be on the USA Network. And then the next night, night number two, will be Thursday, April 8th on Peacock. That's going to be the week uh, everything's officially over on the Peacock Network now, or WWE Network, I should say, under that the, umbrella. Uh, peacock, yeah. <laughs> peacock. So it's, um, man, it, 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 uh, a lot of announcements came out from this show. Um, so let's I, let's do what kind of, Philip, what you and I did the other night, where we'll kind of run down the updated card for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, but also recapping the highlights of NXT and what led to these matches being created and officially uh, be, being finalized, I should say. So uh, night number one of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, uh, the main event is going to be Io Shirai defending the NXT Women's Championship against Raquel Gonzalez. And as we saw on NXT this week, the opening match had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai taking on Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And Zoe Stark is still one of the newer signees to NXT, but she's been just delivering all her matches that she's been in so far. She's been really entertaining. She's one of those uh, uh, free agent signs that they had recently. Uh, Tommy, you and I were just really impressed with just her Oh, she's a tremendous work. talent. Yeah, she's just really explosive in the ring. and She was holding her own with everyone in there. And... For her, this is a big moment, Philip. The fact that you're in the ring with Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai are all veterans of the NXT women's brand. So that must say a lot about Zoe Stark's value, what people behind the scenes think of her. Yeah, um, this was my first time actually seeing her because I haven't mm-hmm. been keeping up on NXT. I, I watched the other show. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, "Oh, who's this?" And you know, she, uh, she 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 impressed me with the little I've seen from her. I, I, and I mean, to be in there with Shirai and then Dakota Kai and uh, I used to call her Sonya Deville Junior. But uh, Raquel <laughs> Raquel gets her; she gets her name now. She earned it. The, the first ever woman's tag team titles in NXT, uh, which I, I have my I still have my problems with that. Yeah, yeah, but, we, uh, all, I mean, we it, all totally it, understand. It, it, it was fine for the new girl to uh, get some shine in there with the with those people of that caliber. Yeah, she was very explosive, I thought. And then she, you know, she started the match against uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And, you know, Raquel, obviously the bigger out of the two, was really kind of showing her strength and pushing her around a little bit. But Zoe wasn't giving up. And then, uh, um, you know, once Io Shirai came in with the hot tag, she was, you know, going all over the place. So mm-hmm. much fun. Um, Raquel Gonzalez was booked very strong, especially for this ending where uh, she was in the process of doing a power slam, uh, a one-arm power slam, that's like her finisher on Zoe Stark, and then Io Shirai was climbing the rope, and she kicked Io Shirai, and then uh, did the one-arm power bomb and um, uh, got the pin. Very impressive. So Raquel Gonzalez was, even though it's a tag team match, she was looked 
left looking strong in this finish here. And then afterwards, she grabbed Io Shirai on the outside and powerbombed her on the announce table. And Io Shirai yelled out this immense amount of pain, like, oh, just grimacing in pain. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God. Like, I, Tommy and I were watching it. We, we, we rewound it a couple times. It was bit rather cringy to watch. I mean, the replay of it was like, ow, that looked like it really hurt. Just landing on her back and the, the sound of pain that was coming it out was, of her mouth. It, it was one of those things where, like, if you get, if you, like, get hit, you're like... Ah, you yeah, it's like, like like on Family Guy, you know, when he's like, ah, <laughs> ah, when he hurts his knee or Peter something Griffin. like his shin, yeah, Peter Griffin, yeah, yeah. you go the ah, you know, one of those. I mean, but are they going to put the title on Raquel? That's the real question. Because if not, if not her, then who? And that's the thing, yeah. Io Shirai. God, she won the title what at in in your house last year, yeah, last June, yeah, and. God, that's almost what a year ago now. Almost so a year. She's yeah. had a, almost a full year. And so, she's had a great run. Absolutely, Eosrai. She has beaten every opponent thrown her way. She's had great matches. I, 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 I don't know at this point who else could it be. You know what? Uh, this is kind of a true Diesel Sean moment because Diesel got the title before Sean. Man, yeah. Uh, when you, that's, when that's you look true. at when you look at the comparison of Diesel and Sean and Dakota yeah. and Raquel. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... That could work. And there was a little tension last week on NXT as well between them as far as, you know, Raquel trying to take care of her own business, but mm-hmm. Dakota is like, well, we still got stuff to do together, so... Yeah. Here's another tidbit, you know, Diesel Diesel holds the tag title, he held the IC and the world title on the same year. Yeah. I mean, Dakota and Raquel, the tag champions, and then do you possibly win the uh, top title in NXT for the woman within the course of like a couple of weeks... That's yeah, a, yeah, that's interesting. It, it, it's interesting. Also, I, I will say this: NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. My big observation is the winners and losers of these matches, and then whoever loses are these going to be people who are going to be move on up to Raw or SmackDown because yeah. you know it is WrestleMania week. So those post WrestleMania call ups always happen. And so Io Shirai is one of them. And there's some other ones we'll get into as we go down the rest of the card. But Io Shirai, she's been champion for almost a year. She's beaten everyone thrown at her. Could she be get called up, uh, you know, in a couple weeks from now on Raw or SmackDown? Because you see Rhea Ripley just finally made her debut. Mm-hmm. So are they going to be due for some more call ups? And, and that's the thing, too. It's like WWE, keep in mind, like, for them, you know, they got to keep the rosters fresh on Raw and SmackDown, like fresh matchups. You try to be a fresh, amazing opponent for the women's division for Raw or SmackDown. And then you think about NXT, they got so many people at that performance center training, working out, new talent that they got to bring in, start giving some TV time. So it's going to be, I think, a shift of roster from one show to the other to make room for people. So. I, I mean, as much as I love Io Shirai, she's been amazing. So many, oh my God, moments. I really just, early prediction, I can see Raquel winning this. She's been on a tear. She's been booked very strong for, for what, the last six months? I mean, six months, it, yeah. it's just like what, Halloween, Halloween Havoc. From yeah. that point on, she's been booked very strong. Mm-hmm. I could see her winning, just start her own title reign, and then very much. Philip, as you mentioned, just Raquel and Dakota, that Diesel, Shawn Michaels, uh, 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 
Uh, be like what Russell, be like what WrestleMania eleven all over again. Exactly. So that could be <laughs> something right there. Raquel and Dakota I, can have something a program. I mean, but, but if she gets the title, will she stand and deliver? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think uh, so. We'll see. We'll see. But the- but Zoe Stark, I will say this. My one thing with her is um, her ring gear is very basic. Like, you could tell she just came from the independent scene. Yeah. What was that? So, but it, I like it. No, but I'm saying, like, with NXT, there's a lot of people who start out, have, like, their basic ring gear, and then over time, they transform under yeah. NXT. So you look at, like, Io Shirai. Remember, Io Shirai had more of a basic, like, the red outfit, and now she has the more colorful um, ring attire she has now. But, yeah, she also has more of a kind of a dark kind of look. It's kind of like um, uh, when she wears, like, the black and yellow or the gold. It's yeah. kind of like um, uh, Bruce Lee's look in, mm. um, uh, what, the famous one? he um, The dragon one? Or? No, um... Uh, Game of Death. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it was Zoe Stark. That's someone I want to keep my eye on. Just I love the way she works in the ring. She's a great worker. And the fact that she's in this match with those three other competitors, those NXT veterans, I think says a lot about her and her stock value. Uh, so I cannot wait to see where she goes. I think she's she works a lot better than some of the other people who've been there for a minute. And so I'm really looking forward to see what she does next for uh, for NXT. But yeah, so just the fact that Raquel was booked so strong in this match, I think says a lot. Maybe what's in her future for NXT. So um, let's see. Next up, let's see. Um, as it was announced, uh, Danny Birch had a separate shoulder. He's going to be out for six months. So, unfortunately, him and only Lorcan had to vacate the NXT Tag Team Championship. And then William Regal went ahead and announced that MSK, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and Legado del Fantasma will have a triple threat match for the vacant NXT titles at NXT TakeOver, uh, Stand and Deliver on Night 1. So, I... For me, I, I think you go from a heel to keep it on another heel team. And I think Grizzle Young Varens, who, who were in the finals of the Dusty Cup, I think maybe they should win and then have MSK go after them. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, Phil. Did you have any... Well, uh, I mean, what? I mean, the obvious thing is MSK, but what about... Uh... Uh, Elgato del Fantasma. What about them? That's a that's a sleeper. That's a sleeper that can that's come in true. And, and pick yeah. up the win. And then you got Santos doing his thing at Takeover. That that's nice. That too. And then their faction that really boosts their faction's value with having all the gold belts. So um, I'm with you. I could potentially see that play out as well. So uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, maybe how what they do with uh, next week's episode of SmackDown and then the Go Home Show. No, actually, wait. NXT N- next week. Uh, NXT will be the Go Home Show, right? So, because uh, in the following Wednesday will be night one. So, uh, yeah, hopefully a lot of questions will be answered next episode. And then something very interesting they announced. So they announced for the North Amer- NXT North American Championship. Um, it's a two-parter. So they're going to have um, a six-man gauntlet eliminator match. Uh, on night one, the winner of that will take on Johnny Gargano for night two. And then this coming episode of NXT, they're going to have like, was it a battle royal? I want to say, uh, let's see. Let me just double check here. So it's a little convoluted and there's some people, tr- it's, it's a little difficult to describe it all. Um, but let's see. Do they have it? So I, I think they're doing what a, uh, AEW's uh, done, right? Uh, they're doing a battle royal, and yeah. then the last six participants compete on night one in a six-pack challenge, and the winner of that 
faces Gargano on night two for the North American title. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, the 12 participants are going to be yeah wrestling next week, and then the final six are going to be in that gauntlet match. So, I mean, there's so many different ways they can go. My early pick is probably Dexter Loomis, just because he already has some you know beef with Johnny Gargano and the way already. So, I think that's the probably the obvious choice. I mean, uh, uh, Austin Theory is also in this uh, Battle Royal next week, so maybe he could be in it, and then it could be the Way member versus the Way member. What are they going to do? Finger poke a doom? Maybe. Maybe. Be like, <laughs> Johnny be like, I don't like this. Because you know, we saw Johnny Gargano after it was announced. He went storming to William Regal's office while wearing the title. William Regal's busting his balls. Why are you wearing that championship around your belly? He's like, I'm a champion. So I thought that was kind of funny. But I'm uh, not going to close the door. <laughs> and when he left, I'm not going to close. Johnny Gargano has been great as this current heel run he's on. But anyway, so... Um, uh, so he's uh, upset. He's like, man, whoever wins, I have less than 24 hours to plan for this. This is not fair. So, uh, yeah, maybe Philip, maybe Austin Theory wins. And he tells him the next night, you just lay down for me. And that way I can just win and get my retain my title. But uh, I think Dexter Loomis might be the obvious pick just because they already have a storyline kind of going already still. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then next up, uh, uh it's, it was announced this week. Tomasa Champa is going to be taking on NXT UK champion Walter on night one as well. Oh yeah, dude! I, Tommy and I loved this whole segment how it played out on NXT this week. So yeah. um, it was announced that Walter was going to have a match on NXT Prime, which is great. We haven't seen him actually wrestle in a long time. Yeah, uh, he took on Drake Maverick. It was a non-title match. And he just, it was just a squash match. Philip, it was such a squash. Literally, it was three moves. So the bell rings. Drake Maverick comes running after Walter. Tries to throw a bunch, bunch of at punches him. at him. Walter yeah. literally uh, 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 picks him up, slams him down, yeah. and then picks him up again, does a power, power bomb, bomb, and, and then, then uh, puts uh, him in a leg lock. A leg lock submission, and Drake yeah. Maverick's done. Yeah. Like, he's dead. Like, he's yeah. just completely he's, gone. Even Drake Maverick had to, was a tweet out the next day, I'm still alive. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. But anyway... Imperium's in the ring. They're kind of celebrating. Alexander Wolf has not been in the ring. He hasn't been on TV in a few weeks. I hope he's okay. I don't know where he's been. Probably COVID. Well, well, we want to assume whatever. But, you know, anytime someone's off TV for multiple weeks, you kind of assume because of the pandemic that we're in. But um, so uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes down to the ring mm-hmm. and he said, he cuts a promo and said, you know, I wanted a match with you, but now I really want a match for that NXT UK championship. Mm-hmm. And Walter at first said, no, I don't want to do it. And he starts walking out and the Ciampa gets in his face, starts fighting him. Mm-hmm. Imperium outnumber him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter grabs the necklace, rips it off. Yeah. Uh, Ciampa gets real upset. For anyone who doesn't know, I believe the necklace, it's uh, has a picture of his daughter in there. So mm-hmm. that's the significant value for him. And then Walter starts slapping the S out of Champa. Dude, it was brutal, Philip. So yeah. I listen, I love Walter. I love everything he's been doing in NXT UK. I'm so happy he's making this appearance here on NXT, especially for WrestleMania week. It makes sense. You know, it's the biggest week in the year for WWE. So all the stars from around the world coming under or coming over here for this. Um, how about you? Are are you excited for a Walter match? 
A um, couple things. I didn't know Tommaso Ciampa was looking like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's looking oh. like a homeless guy. Yo, yo. That's not the uh, that's not the psycho killer that I remember. Like, what's – you got on the, the camo dad short. Like, what's happened to that The cargo dude? shorts. Yeah. It's, it's really been interesting. Ciampa, in the last, what, year – He's just been kind of floating. He'll make an appearance, get into a program with someone, then disappears for a while, and then comes back. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of well, cool. That's, he doesn't want to leave NXT. That's what he. That's what he said. And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, you're yeah. just gonna do this forever. And that's the thing. That's my thing. It's like, how long can you do this where it just kind of, kind of comes kind of old, stale? That's it, my it would, concern. It would be like, let's say Vince is like, I want to put you in a program with your got no title. At SummerSlam, have a nice, have a nice, good story. Eh, I'll stay here in NXT and face Oni Lorcan. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like he's kind of wrestled everyone there. He's yeah. done everything that there is to do. I mean, the whole, Walter, whole Walter thing. I, I kind of want like, I'd be, I kind of want like only you know people from the the UK to wrestle for the your United Kingdom title. I yeah. feel like that'd be a nice little rule or whatever. But look at the European title. Sean and Hunter and D'Lo had it, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine. It's different. Uh, I noticed when Champa slapped Walter. Walter kind of went down to one knee. So I'm like, oh, put him over a little bit. I see. So the, the thing here, when they start beating him down, uh, uh, Champa was wearing uh, a Timothy Thatcher shirt, and they ripped it off. Yeah. Thatcher has been on TV in a couple weeks. I think Kayfabe they said Imperium beat him up or something allegedly. Yeah. What's his role in this match? Remember, Imperium were trying to recruit him, and Ciampa told him, "No, you know, you're you're with me. You don't need to join them." So, <laughs> I'm already anticipating Ciampa, or uh, excuse me, Thatcher's going to turn on Ciampa and join Imperium, and then maybe he can be. Uh, I don't know what exactly Alexander Wolf's uh, status is right now. Maybe Thatcher can be the fourth member filling in. Maybe he can be like yeah. the U.S. U.S. representative. Yeah, the British Messiah that's from Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what he he's going to be doing or or how Thatcher and Imperium is going to play out here. And then maybe Champa goes after Imperium afterwards some more. Could be a five man group. Yeah, five man group. I mean, you look at. Uh, Inner Circle slash the Pinnacle, what AEW is doing. They're doing like five man groups now. And so I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting what they do with Ciampa and Walter and how this plays out. I, I my, my, the other thing too is listen, I doubt we're going to get like a world's collide this year because just obviously the pandemic is still going on. So I like this compromise where they're bringing in people from NXT UK to still make an appearance on this big takeover show. So as a good, you know, compromise of not having full blown NXT versus NXT UK type show, we're still getting some of those type of matches. So Chompa versus Walter is one of them. But aren't they, they're doing NXT UK prelude though. They're doing that. Yeah. And that, and that's, and I brought, I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be happening on Thursday the 9th. And I think Walter's defending against Rampage Brown, Tommy. Is that right? Yeah, that's what it's looked like. It's so, hey, I loved him in, uh, in What Culture Pro Wrestling. I loved Rampage Brown there. He's so a that, good. He's a big, big man. And yeah. so, like, I mean, I'm guessing that that was pre-taped already. Yeah. But the fact that Walter's defending the NXT UK Championship there, is that kind of foreshadowing that Walter's going to win here yeah. on Wednesday night. So the night before this NXT UK show airs, Walter 
so it's a, we're gonna get two Walter matches in one week, one on NXT Takeover and then one NXT UK the next day. So I kind of think it's it's kind of safe bet Walter's retaining this championship here, but it's gonna be just a massacre. Yes, I. Oh. <laughs> Both those matches are going to be fire. Yeah, yeah. I, dude. I mean, this Walter Champa match might be the best match I mean, you, you, <laughs> of the whole week. Yeah, you know the you know the real match I'm waiting for, though, right? What is it? Walter defends a UK title against Baby Huey. Like, like the Bullet Cats title versus the UK title, title for title. You want, you, repre- you want me to represent you? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you down to the ring. Okay. I'll take a. I'm not taking a chop, but I'll, I'll I'll bump for you. I'll, I'll bump for you a little okay, bit. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, so that's so far for night one. Uh, night two, we, we, of course, we've known this already. Finn Balor will be defending the NXT UK Championship against Karrion Cross. You mean the NXT Championship? What I said, yeah, NXT Championship. Yeah. Sorry, still thinking about Walter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so uh, Finn Balor will be defending the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross, and so this week. We saw Karrion Cross uh, have a really good match with Only Lorcan. Only Lorcan. See, Karrion Cross, I think, you know, what he might lack in the ring technically can get covered up if he's in the ring with a really good worker. And this yeah. is another example of that. Only Lorcan, great worker in the ring. And so Karrion Cross really, I think, did a good job of keeping it simple and like just showing off his brutal strong force in the ring and just doing these big power moves mm-hmm. on Oni Lorcan and Oni Lorcan will be doing more of the technical things like there was this one spot outside Oni Lorcan was trying to get him and then carrying cross uh, I think suplexed him on the outside simple spot I loved it, 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 it that way you kind of hide maybe some of um, carrying Cross's weaknesses so I think for him in order to make him maintain looking strong, you put him in the ring with a good worker who can help and make him look strong in, in most situations. So this match, only Lorcan, you know, was, was taking a lot of beating from Karrion Cross here. Ultimately, Karrion Cross picked up the victory. Um, afterwards, he grabs the microphone, starts cutting a promo and just calls out Finn Balor in their matchup between the two of them at TakeOver. Then Finn Balor comes out, comes out to the ring, and I really enjoyed what Finn Balor had to say here. I think this is one of his better promos. And so Balor suggested that demons were when a person fights with uncontrollable emotion, something he has mastered since returning to NXT. He also said, last week, Cross, you took your best shot, and the prince is still standing. But what you really done last week is you show me your weakness. You see, when a man's young, he fights with emotion, uncontrollable emotion. Some people call it demons, but really it's just an emotion. It wasn't until I learned to control my emotion to be cold that I became untouchable in the ring. You, you still fight with emotion. Everything you do is a reaction. And in those moments, you're sloppy. In those moments, you're vulnerable. At TakeOver Stand Deliver, I'm going to push you to the point where you only have two options. One, you surprise everyone and you master your emotions. Or two, what I believe will happen is a repeat of last week and your emotions master you. And when they do, I'm going to drag you into the cold, deep water with no emotion. I'm going to drown you. Wow. So... Heavy stuff. I thought that was very powerful because, one, it kind of just shows that's why the demon, demon Finn Balor hasn't been around for a long time, especially since he's been back in NXT. The point being is when you wrestle with a lot of motion, those are your demons coming out. And the fact that he hasn't go to that demon mode 
shows he's been able to control his emotions and really be focused in the ring. On the other hand, Karen Cross, when like Scarlet Bordeaux got knocked down, that's when he got all crazy. And therefore, someone who shows a lot of emotion in the ring like that can be very sloppy. And when he's sloppy, that's where Finn Balor feels he's going to be able to capitalize and and take him down. So, Philip, what do you think of Finn Balor's promo right there? That makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, just coming that, that relates to like you know other sports as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you like get guys they get in their head and they make one mistake and somebody catches them and boom, you yeah. know you you you've lost. And I, I I think that was very powerful. I understand that, but uh, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. So if Finn's not going to bring the demon out for Karrion, who does he bring it out for? See, that was my thing was. Before Karen Cross got injured and he became champion really quickly in his time in NXT, I thought he was going to have a pretty lengthy title reign and he was going to beat up everyone. And I thought that the one person who will finally dethrone him was going to be Finn Balor, but Finn Balor would have to go to demon mode to defeat him. Well, obviously, based on this promo, it sounds like he doesn't need, in his mind, he doesn't need to go demon mode. He can take him out the way he is right now. So that's kind of interesting. You know, if one day we ever have like a like a shoot interview with Finn Balor or Karrion Cross, I would love to know what were the original plans when Karrion Cross became NXT champion the first time, and what were the long term goals? Who was going to be the one to eventually dethrone him? I really thought because Karrion Cross the way last year they booked him so strong as this monster that no one could beat him. You squashing everyone. I really thought the one person who's going to be able to beat him was Demon Finn Balor, but. We're not going to get that, it sounds like, here. Um, I don't know when we'll ever see that again. I guess the well, point for him, he's just trying to say, is like, you know what, I don't need to go there. Well, I've been, I've, I've mastered my craft where I can do it as who I am. Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, like he probably doesn't need to go there. I mean, there's a reason why Finn Balor said he doesn't watch this business. This business watches him. Mm-hmm. Because he's at another level right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about Roman being consistently one of the best things in uh, WWE. Yeah. Don't, don't forget about Finn. Finn's been doing some good work there also. I mean, the matches with Kyle O'Reilly, the matches with Adam Cole, getting in that whole little mix-up and now the stuff with Karrion Cross. Yeah. This is, uh, at the end of the year, we could be looking at Finn Balor having a uh, uh, an awesome 2021. And that's my question is, as I mentioned earlier, with this show – the winners and losers, it kind of might dictate their future as far as do they stay with NXT or do they get called up. Now, this match here, the loser, could you see the loser of this match get moved over to Raw or SmackDown? Finn Balor, you know, he went back after being off WWE TV for a long time. It looked like he, his character wasn't going to go anywhere. He took some time off and then he asked to be sent back down to NXT and they granted that, and he's been having a big resurgence. Obviously, he became NXT champion. He's been putting on some banger matches with uh, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, even you know, Adam Cole. I, I don't know if that was the plan. I think the original plan was more of a short-term thing, but the fact that he's been down there this long now for, what, over a year and a half? Maybe that's where he wants to be, or maybe... He feels like maybe he's accomplished everything. Maybe he's due to go back to Raw or SmackDown. Um, Karrion Cross, on the other hand, there were rumors that he recently went over to Tropicana Field, had a meeting with Vince McMahon. I don't know. Maybe his time in NXT can be extremely short. Let me ask you this, Philip. Out of these two, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, do you think the loser should be moved on over to Raw or SmackDown? I think they should both stay in NXT for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, I 
I think that's a good point because there's someone else who I think might get called up soon. And therefore, if them and one other person leaves, the main event title scene could be really thin. And so I could see both of them staying just to keep the main event scene really strong there. Um, I don't know about you, Tommy. What do you think? Do you think Finn Carrion, the loser, should go to Raw or SmackDown? No, I think they should have, uh, you know, somewhat of a rivalry going in, in NXT and, um, you know, just uh, build momentum for, you know, the Th- brand. Throughout the spring and throughout early the summer. Spring. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, it's with Karrion Cross's wrestling style, though, I think he would do a lot better on Raw or SmackDown. Just that, that work rate, his, his style. Since he's not the most technical wrestler, NXT's more known for the technical wrestling. It probably would be better for him to go to Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later. And especially with his entrance. That entrance will be money in front of an actual live crowd. Yeah. Imagine that live crowd like next year's WrestleMania or something. That would yeah. be huge for him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, man, it's really interesting with Karrion Cross. I mean, I think they, they signed him for a reason last year. He was the big free agent signing. I don't know if they want to keep him long term in NXT or they really want him on Raw or SmackDown soon. I, I, it's really tough. I really need to think about this more because. Finn Balor's been on a roll, and like he could be the one to actually put Karrion Cross in his place. But I could see Karrion Cross defeating Finn Balor, regain the title that he never lost. He only lost because of injury. And then Finn Balor building up his good momentum. He's a recognizable face, and people know him on the bigger shows. So by going back to the big shows, that can really be a big boost, maybe potentially a little bit of a ratings bump for those shows. I don't know. There's so many different ways to break this down. So... um also, let's see. Yeah, Johnny Gargano taking on the winner of the Gauntlet Eliminator match. We talked about that. Uh, Jordan Devlin uh, wrestled this week on NXT. He had a match against uh, Kushida here. Really good match. Uh, mm-hmm. Philip, Tommy, and I were watching it earlier. Man, you know, it, it was super technical. A lot of uh, uh, submission attempts, stretch holds on the mat. Uh, Jordan Devlin had an amazing moon, moonsault out of the ring that was mm-hmm. just beautiful hang time and just, it was like oh, so smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, uh, uh, Legado del Fantasma came out of the ramp. We're kind of staring him down, kind of, you know, eyeballing him from a distance. Um, he, Kushida and Jordan Devlin tried to brush it off, but they kept going. Um, they were getting close to the ring. Jordan Devlin rolled up Kushida and had him in a bridge, like made a bridge hold and was able to get us, uh, get out a quick victory. So Jordan Devlin won here. Kushida was pissed. He, uh, jumps outside the ring, take out members of Legado del Fantasma, runs on the ramp, jumps on the two guys and takes them out. And then Santos Escobar goes into the ring, has a big stare down with, uh, Jordan Devlin. And they're both mouthing to each other, like who's the real NXT Cruiserweight champion. And then as they're staring at each other, mouthing it off, all of a sudden we hear his music, Shawn Michaels, HBK's theme song hits, he comes walking down to the ring, strutting down, and very simple storytelling, he reaches under the ring, pulls out one ladder, throws it inside the ring, slides it in there, and just points at it, and just walks away, message loud and clear, Philip, please explain to the younger people out there who don't understand the significance of that. Well, you see, my homie Shawn Michaels, greatest (laughs) in-ring performer that's ever done it, you know, um, at WrestleMania 10, he and Razor Ramon had a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Shawn, he was going through some stuff, so he left with the Intercontinental title. They had another one made. 
Razor won it. Sean comes back. No, I'm the champion. Razor, no, I'm the champion. So what do they do? They put both titles above the ring in the garden mm-hmm. in a ladder match. Only one ladder. Only one ladder. And I know nowadays in WWE, we got all these ladders around the ring. We just need one. Well, mm-hmm. Let's do it like that. Uh, let's see who the true Intercontinental Champion is. I mean, the true uh, NXT Cruiserweight Champion is. Is it Devlin? Is it Escobar? I love it. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. And I, I called this a while ago. I think even like when the pandemic first started and they had the NXT uh, Cruiserweight Tournament to crown a new winner that Santos Escobar eventually won. And then Jordan Devlin kept saying, oh, I'm still the champion. He was tweeting it out. And he was stuck overseas. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, they have two NXT Cruiserweight champions. I think I said it a long time ago. I was like, this could easily be a unification match down the road. It could be like Sean versus Razor. And so I'm so happy they're doing this. I tweeted. I was live tweeting uh, during NXT this week. And I said, I hope they have a, a ladder match to unify the titles. And then as soon as Shawn Michaels came out, I retweeted, quote tweeted my tweet and said, I called it. I was like, oh my God, so happy. So Shawn Michaels, it was such a great spot right there. I love it. And uh, um, it just perfectly, the symbolism there, it, I love it. And that's one thing, Philip. I mean, I give NXT credit. If they're not afraid to take classic storylines from back in the day and recycle it, in, for an updated version of it right now, like case in point, this ladder match here I, to unify I, two titles. I bet Sean was talking to Hunter like, hey, I got an idea. Remember <laughs> that thing I did with Razor like 25 years ago? What if we did that? Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they redo In Your House. They've redone Take I'm um, excuse me, War Hall- Games. Or Halloween, Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash. They've done other stipulations from back in the day. I love it. There's no reason if a match stipulation that happened or a pay-per-view theme that happened 20, 25, 30 years ago, there's no reason you can't recycle it and do it to a brand new audience. I'm still waiting on NXT TakeOver Greed or Sold Out. <laughs> so, but that's my thing it's like listen when you recycle some of these classic uh stories and moments one you're gonna get the nostalgia from the older fans but then for the younger audience who didn't grow up with that originally it's gonna be fresh to them and and, and if you've done correctly these storylines are great so if it's a slam dunk if you redo it it's gonna be uh you're gonna win over these younger audience be like oh my god that's so cool and then they'll be like Someone can tell them, well, yeah, that was similar to this matchup like 20 years ago. And then they'll go look on the WWE Network or Peacock and rewatch that. So it's a great way to recycle it. There's no reason something that's 20, 30 years old, enough time has passed. You can easily recycle some of that stuff. Hey, you know, the old saying goes, something old can be new again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm all for this. I'm super excited for this match here. This might also be possible match of the week contender right there. So I'm so looking forward to it. And then as Shawn Michaels is walking backstage, he runs into Adam Cole and they have a little stare down. And Philip, what do you think of that little stare down moment between the two of them? My reaction was, "Oh, good God! Like, don't te- don't tease me like that. Don't don't tease me like that, man. Come on, bro. What do you think that means symbolically? It, like, it's. I mean, I like we've we for the for the past couple years, like past like five or six years, the conversation. Well, who's the closest to Sean? You know, we've we, we when Rollins was on his high, we said him. Obviously, Dolph uh, it, Taker has said AJ because of how smooth he is in the ring. But Adam Cole's been waiting in the wings." Yeah. 
He's been waiting in the wings. Like you, I, I, even in Ring of Honor when he was with the Kingdom, like there was just this cockiness, this arrogance about him, and those cold blue eyes. You're like, oh, there's something there. There's a, there's a <laughs> Sean vibe there. And honestly, like, don't tease me like that. If we get, like, hey man, if we, if we get Sean versus Adam, give him 25 minutes, and Saudi Arabia never happened, all will be forgiven. HBK. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I'm, that's uh, all I'm saying. I wonder if they will go down that road and have Adam Cole versus Shawn Michaels. He better or, have some hair, though. That's all I'm saying. He's been growing. You can see under the cowboy hat. Like, My- we- we can get him. We get him. We get him a lace front. Well, we'll do something. <laughs> I was. I was hoping he might. He was wearing his cowboy hat. I was hoping he was gonna maybe like tilt it to Adam Cole and keep walking, but he didn't do that. But uh, uh, you know, tap the hat to him. But uh, yeah, we could have like a like a Ric Flair versus Buddy Rogers type moment type of match. You know, <laughs> passing the torch, passing the torch. Yeah. Uh, I, I was laughing because you know I took that photo and put it on Instagram and said, "Hello, father. Hello, son. Or hello, dad. Hello." So because they just you know look like father and son type of situation. But uh, no, I thought that was a great. I mean, if anything, who knows if this is going to lead to anything? It could have been just a one time thing, but at least it's acknowledging the little Easter egg right there that hey, we know. Adam Cole gets compared a lot to Shawn Michaels. So if anything, that's just acknowledging we hear the WWE universe out there. We know what's going on. So, um, but that was still a very cool moment. So yeah, Adam Cole was walking to the ring because they had a big contract signing for his match against Kyle O'Reilly at TakeOver. It's going to be uh unsanctioned match. We saw the security footage. Adam Cole went to go tag Kyle O'Reilly at his jiu-jitsu gym earlier in the week. Dojo. <laughs> Dojo, and they broke it up. So the tension between the two of them is really heating up now. They uh, uh, William Regals was pissed. He said, you guys have have been chasing each other got the police involved this is ridiculous we're gonna make this match uh unsanctioned match i love before they signed the contract adam cole said you know they came to unspeed era formed what three three and a half years ago and at the time he thought they had to stick together but he realized he could have done all this on his own he didn't need them he realized they were all weaker than him and and he just he wants to prove that he's the best of them all while uh Kyle O'Reilly grabbed the microphone, which by the way, he was wearing a Joy Division shirt, which was very interesting. He had the Metallica shirt last week, he had the Joy Division shirt this week, so mm-hmm. I'm kinda curious what band shirts he's gonna be wearing each week now. So he went from thrash metal to post punk. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like uh you think about it, Undisputed Era is dead right now, so he can't wear Undisputed Era merch right now. Uh which we did see Cameron Grimes try to make an offer to uh, uh Roger strong that he wants to buy the IP and keep the Undisputed Era brand name going get some wristbands and armbands and t-shirts going but um, we saw Roger Strong run into Kyle O'Reilly earlier tonight and wants to work with him to take out Adam Cole but Kyle O'Reilly told Roger Strong that hey Undisputed Era is dead you know we're all on our own now so Roger Strong's pissed off upset on a side note I don't know where Bobby Fish is, man. This guy's been gone for months now, so I don't know where he falls into this whole storyline. He's story injured line. again, I think. Yeah, I know he's, he got injured at Takeo or at War Games, but it's like, where's he been now? Where's he going to fall in this whole storyline? I guess they were like, screw it. We got to keep this story going. <laughs> if he's not here, it's fine. Yeah. Um, we can work around him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's very interesting. And so then, uh, um, so anyway, we, uh, Kyle Riley. 
said, you know, listen, when we came into this business, we were like, you know, pit bulls. We were t- taking out everyone. We have heat with the GM now. There's a lot of people in the back who don't like us because of our tactics. And he said, and this was a strong line that I really enjoyed, was he said, you know, I sold my soul for the Undisputed Era, but I want it back now. And that was such a great baby face line to really prove a point that he realized the errors in his ways as a heel with Undisputed Era and he wants to do right by now. I thought that was a powerful moment. Ultimately, they sign it, and then they kind of get in each other's face. I thought this was a really great contract signing. How about you, Philip? It was great, man. So you're telling me this is a collector's item now? Dude, hold on to it, man. I got mine in the closet, too. I got a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, if you're a fan of Undisputed Era, buy the merch while you can on WWEshop.com. Who knows? Go, uh... Go shock some systems. Exactly. <laughs> so I think Adam Cole already has a new shirt, but I don't know about Kyle Riley. Kyle Riley's going to get a new shirt. I wonder at TakeOver, he's going to get like a new theme song, some new merch. We know Roderick Strong already has uh, a new theme. A new oh, did, theme. Did he go back to that one before he joined the Undisputed Era? Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, 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 don't I, know. Forgot, I forgot what the old one was. It, it didn't It didn't sound great. I was like, oh. This <laughs> so, I mean, they're all going to get repackaged in some way. So mm-hmm. this is another match where I'm curious curious whoever wins actually i take that back i assume kyle riley's gonna win here and i can see adam cole get move on over to raw or smackdown in I, this situation i i, I kind of wanted them all to go together as as a group yeah yeah I, that's what i wanted but i mean looking at this unsanctioned real william regal said nxt is not responsible for what the you two do to each other and you saw like the post like the exclusive clip of him like flooring regal yeah punching him and whatnot this they need blood in this match yeah oh absolutely it's a grudge match they both hate each other now so I mean, this is like uh gargano and champa yeah a few years ago yeah. so i i mean between this match walter versus champa Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. Those three are the ones I'm really looking forward to. Those could be all matches to steal the show, no pun intended. Um, Finn Balor and Karen Cross, I'm looking forward to as well. I'm curious how Karen Cross is going to work in the ring with Finn Balor. But overall, I'm super excited for all this. And yeah, like I said, the winners and losers, who's going to be move on over to Raw or SmackDown the following week. So mm-hmm. oh, it, it, I cannot wait for this show. Both nights, I should say, of NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver. I'm super excited for it. All right, let's move on over to SmackDown this week. And SmackDown, Philip, I don't know about you, if you want to give me your thoughts on this. I really thought the show, the main, the meat of it all was just the beginning and the end. And yeah, there's a I lot mean, of filler in between. Honestly, that's the only thing we could talk about. Significance. That's, that's yeah. the only thing we should talk about because nothing else really happened. I mean, yeah. what, Bianca beats Natalia and slaps Sasha. It's become a meme. What did the five <laughs> fingers say to the face? Boom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, and then we look at this. Daniel Bryan has yet found another way to get into a WrestleMania main event. It's like every couple of years. That, that, that WrestleMania main event, it would be a shame if I turned into a triple threat match. <laughs> and, like, you know, somebody put out a list. I think it's re- a wrestling historian on Instagram. You, like, how frequently this has happened to the Royal Rumble winner. I'm like, damn, this has happened a lot. Really? <laughs> Where the Royal <laughs> Rumble winner ha- got kind of screwed over? And put into a triple threat. I mean, Benoit, Sean, and Hunter. You okay. look at Becky, Ronda, Charlotte. Yeah. You look at Daniel, uh, Batista, Batista, and Randy. Randy, mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 24, Orton, Cena, and Triple H. Mm. Like, this has happened quite a few times. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so the match, or the the show started off, Daniel Bryan comes out to the ring with a steel chair and cuts a promo and says, listen, I made Roman Reigns tapped out at Fastlane. 
uh, but I did not win. And so uh, he just thinks it's unfair. He should be universal champion or he should get another opportunity against it. And he says he doesn't want to be handed anything. He'll fight for it. And he says, give me a match against Roman tonight on SmackDown. And he said he wasn't going to leave the ring until he gets his way. So he pulled out the chair, sat down and sat through a commercial break, comes back out. And we see Edge come to the ring. Or excuse me, we see Adam Pierce come out first. And he says, listen, I know you're mad. Let me think about it. Edge comes out, slaps the microphone out of Adam Pierce's hand. He goes into the ring and cuts a great promo and says, listen, you know, you had your time to your opportunities against Roman. You lost both of them. And don't be trying to, you know, this is my turn. I won the Royal Rumble. I was entered at number one. I went over an hour. I defeated all other opponents, including yourself. This is my time now. I've been wanting this. And I'm glad Philip, he acknowledged this. He says that WrestleMania night two will be 10 year, 10 year anniversary of when he had to retire and relinquish the big gold belt, the title that he never lost. And so he's just really pat, uh, really mad at Daniel Bryan for trying to stick his nose into his story here. And so as much as edge is kind of going more heelish here, I still, uh, uh, sympathize with, uh, with edge here because I do believe him. You know, I, I really agree with his, his stance is. And so Adam Pierce, or no, go ahead. What are you guys say? He edges not heel. He's frustrated. Like, yeah. look, man, I, this is all I've ever wanted to do since I was a child. I wrote to a newspaper so I could get free training because my mother couldn't afford to pay for it. Mm-hmm. This has been my dream, and it was taken away from me, and I busted my ass to get back here. This is my moment. I deserve it. You had you had your moment uh, uh, like six years ago. Yeah. You, you won. This is my time. This is time for me to right a wrong. You've been WWE champion since you've come out of retirement. I haven't. I need this. Yeah, I love this promo. I love this whole back and forth between them. And if anything, I think Daniel Bryan's really add an extra layer to this storyline between Edge and Roman. The three of them, it's really become more personal with Daniel Bryan's involvement. And I put this out on the Bulletcast feed. 20, uh, 2011, Edge retires. 2016, Daniel retires. Roman doesn't retire, but he has to step away due to leukemia. Now all three of them are in the main event. Mm-hmm. So that that's an interesting story. But honestly, Matt, I didn't want to see this. I didn't want to see a triple threat. I did not. I wanted to see Edge versus Roman. Mm, okay. I mean, it's the, the spear versus spear, all that other stuff. I mean, you look at it, man. Uh, Edge is like, this used to be my show. And then Roman's like, oh, okay, this was your show. I'm not only holding down this show. I'm holding down the other show I'm not on. I'm holding down this whole company. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. – like there's a story there that I found really intriguing, and Edge, him being involved, man, him being back, it just it brings back that extra umph that's really been needed in in promo and character work. Yeah, what's also interesting was I like how Daniel Bryan said, "Listen, I'll fight for this." So he cut a very babyface promo as far as I don't want anything handed to me. I will fight for it again. He brought up a good point. He's like, I. You know, as Edge says, he he won the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan said, like, listen, I went over 40 minutes in Elimination Chamber. I had to fight Roman right after that. And he's been on a tear as of late. So Daniel Bryan, from his standpoint, he feels he's just as valid uh, uh, a reason to have a match against Roman as Edge Daniel, does. Daniel's kind of a heel. If you really think about it, like he he had the, yeah he blasted in the elimination chamber. He wrestled Roman, lost. Wrestled him again, lost. That this is what a heel would do. One more chance, please, 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 please. please. He's being a pest. He's well, being a he's being a pest. I I did like how he brought up a couple of scenarios. He said, "How about this? How about Edge and Roman 
face each other night one and then I fight the winner on night two. And that's something a lot of people online were kind of hoping for because it would be very similar to like what Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been doing lately the last couple of years with Wrestle Kingdom. Like they'll have one match on night one and then the results from that will face someone else the next night. So I think a lot of people are kind of hoping to see the, like a, a similar storyline with, uh, with New Japan. Um, he said like, you know, he was trying to come up with these different scenarios in the ring, but ultimately he said, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, later on in the night, we see Roman in the office. Edge comes walking in and he tells Romans like, listen, Daniel Bryan's trying to get caught up in our business, our storyline, our moment. So it's almost like they're on the same page as far as like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So even though if that makes sense, as far as, you know, Edge is telling Romans like, dude, Daniel Bryan's trying to get caught up in our, our storyline. And you know, if Daniel Bryan gets involved, Roman at that point, he can get pinned and you can lose the title. You don't have to get pinned to lose the title here. So he really started putting those nuggets in his head. So that one, I really enjoyed that aspect as well. It was like, they're trying to get on the same page here. Um, and then Roman ultimately told Adam Pierce later in the night, he's like, listen, I'm only wrestling one match wrestlemania weekend and i think that was the groundwork for why adam pierce ultimately made his decision later and it has to be a triple threat because if roman's only gonna wrestle once i gotta get all three guys together in the same ring at the same time which we saw ultimately in the last segment of the night adam pierce announced that it was going to be a triple threat match night number two and then uh, they all start going at it and then edge you know takes the chair and he puts the chair under Daniel Bryan and Roman's heads, and he was going to go out of the ring and do like a chair shot. Um, what do you think about that from Edge? That was kind of a little more of a heelish tactic there. He's pissed off. He's upset. <laughs> this was his moment, and Daniel stole it. Like he, he's, un, he, I don't blame him. Yeah, I, I might have done the same thing. Probably, <laughs> so, probably not to Roman, more to Daniel, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, early prediction, man. Who do you think is going to win this match? I honestly, I, I don't even know. I, I, I gotta, I'm confused I, too, man. I gotta let it. I gotta let it uh, simmer for a little bit. But you know what? The past couple of years, the people who have won the Rumble have won the title at Mania: Seth and Becky, and then uh, Charlotte and Drew. Mm-hmm. Maybe Edge doesn't win. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Roman. Maybe, maybe Roman just walks out. Maybe Roman. Yeah, just retains. Um, maybe have, Daniel wins ooh, and kind of repeats ooh, WrestleMania hold 30. Up, hold up! Hold up! Roman retains the next night on SmackDown. Edge comes out there, calls out Daniel, I'm like, this is your fault. You, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's what's up. I don't know, man. There's so many different scenarios here. Um, or maybe Edge wins, wins the title, but he pins Daniel Bryan, so Roman still looks strong. Uh, maybe Daniel wins and recreates that moment from WrestleMania 30 when he won in New Orleans. I mean, there's or, so many different scenarios here. You know what? If Edge won and brought back the big gold, nobody would be mad. I'm just put it out. <laughs> I'm just put it out there in the universe. Vince, Bruce, John Laurinaitis. I don't care who hears this. Bring back the big gold. We will forgive you guys for the past couple of years. <laughs> exactly. So uh, overall, man, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this main event now. Uh, let's see. We'll just quickly touch on. So let's see. WrestleMania uh, 37, the card. So night one is going to be Sasha Banks taking on Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. They need to main event. No other question about it. They need to be the last match on that night. Really? Why is the, that? Because the, there's been a big pe- debate online. Look, uh, the people in the in, 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 in the community, like in the black community, we've been we're getting a little, we're getting a little antsy. We're mm-hmm. getting a little antsy right now. You know, this is history. You know, I, I've, I, I've told you this. The last time two black people were in the main event of a pay per view for WWE mm-hmm. was 2001. Booker and Rock. 
Mm. That was the last time. Mm-hmm. It's not even just that. It's women's history. It's it's everything, you know. But plus, like, we don't need to we don't need to do this. It's not hard. Bianca won the rumble. Put them at the last match. Be done with it. Yeah. Be done with it, you know? Um you say that over Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre yeah. for the yeah, WWE I, Championship? I do. Like, like we had this conversation a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. When Brock's Universal Champion, how many times did the WWE title main event the show? Not a damn time. Mm-hmm. If they don't do it again, it's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Drew still gets his moment of wrestling for the title in front of a crowd. Honestly, I think Bobby should win there too, but that's that's <laughs> just my whole personal thing. Yeah. Well, case of point, when Kofi won against Daniel Bryan uh, in New York a couple years ago, that was not the last match of the night. Yeah. So you could still have big moments throughout the card as well. Yeah. Well, we remember WrestleMania three. Remember the Kano title match it wasn't the last match on the card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, like big things like that. And the latter match we just talked about with Razor and Shawn, not the last match on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it the order placement I think it's not so much a big deal anymore as it once was. So, uh, let's see. Also for night one, we already talked about this. So Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, Bad Bunny taking on the Miz, New Day taking on AJ and Almas. Uh, Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon and then Cesaro versus Seth Rollins that was added and that came after <laughs> uh, so Seth Rollins took on Shinsuke Nakamura this week great match it was great seeing just Shinsuke being really aggressive taking out Seth Rollins uh, ultimately, um, uh, 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 Seth Rollins picked up the victory. Cesaro came running out to the ring. They started fighting. And then, uh, Seth Rollins made his way out. And then he cut a backstage promo. And Cesaro came running up and started spitting him in the, in, in the back area. What'd you think of that whole segment? Bro, I, I thought that was funny. I mean, bro, <laughs> Claudio Castanoli versus Tyler Black. Woo! Some of Ring of Honor's finest. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. My, my boy Seth Drip Drip Rollins. Come on, man. Put him at the put him at the put him at the beginning of night one. Let him tear it up for twenty minutes real quick. Well, it was interesting. So they're really focusing on Cesaro in the swing on Seth Rollins in like uh, a couple weeks hey, ago. He's gonna he's gonna swing him like a hundred times at Mania. I was gonna say, how many times do you think he's gonna spin him around? I wonder how many. I wonder what's the most he's ever done. I gotta look it up, but maybe it could be thirty-seven times. Like, well, we gotta uh, think. No, we gotta think about house shows too. He's probably done like fifty at a house show or something. <laughs> My only thing is like they're really focusing on the swings, but not a whole lot else as far as substance goes for this rivalry. So I hope that's, they kind of add. That, that's what WWE does when they have two guys who are know they are really good workers. The story doesn't really make a lot of sense. They just rely on the match to be really well, kind of yeah. like with Sasha and Bianca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So night number two, let's see. Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. We just talked about that. Um, Asuka taking on Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss in his corner taking on Randy Orton. Uh, it was announced Big E taking on Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. And this was kind of an interesting situation here. So on SmackDown, it was Apollo Crews along with Otis and Chad Gable taking on Big E and the Street Profits. Dude, this match was pretty fun. I mean, there was one point where uh, Montez, you know, springboard off the ropes, and then Chad Gable caught him into um, a, a suplex. That was it like a, a night. Um, oh my god! Was it like Northern Lights. Northern Lights. That's the word. Bro, yeah. Put a, put a, some kind of title on Chad Gable. He's too raw. Dude, that his strength and his oh, his, his athleticism is so good. But dude. Montez Ford in this match was awesome as well. But, uh, um, so it led to chaos all outside and then Cruz, uh, slammed and pinned Big E and 
got the victory over him in this match. So I wonder he's going to get this victory here, but he's still going to lose at WrestleMania. I think Apollo Crews is going to be the new Intercontinental Champion. Really? You think so? Yes. I'm, I'm excited, man. I, that I, I, should be good. I think it's him, you know. He does the angle slam pretty well, too. And that's what Tommy said before. Um, let me ask you this. What do you think about uh, Apollo Crews and his old accent now? It's fine. He's actually Nigerian. I don't see why it's a problem. Which is a lot of people. <laughs> a lot, there's like a debate online if he should just drop it and just talk normal like he always does. He's actually Jamaican. I mean, not Jamaican. <laughs> He's a, I was thinking Kofi for a second. Sorry. He's actually Nigerian. I don't understand. I mean, I mean you, you, know, you know, like Kofi's how like, from Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Mean, well, that, that, that's all. That was a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's like the thing where like people from like who live out here that were like from New York, as soon as they go back, they pick it up. Maybe he uh, was chopping it up with some family, and it just came back. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for the moment. Remember I, when? When I think you posted the video was a Triple H called out Kofi. It's like, hey, what happened to your Jamaican accent? <laughs> <laughs> and then Cody and Cody Rhodes and everyone was laughing in the ring. <laughs> but we still we never got an answer. He never answered it. <laughs> well, actually, in an interview, he kind of like let it slip, and then so Vince was like, "All right, forget it." Yeah. <laughs> so I, but yes, yeah, so that's been announced uh, for WrestleMania. Because my thing also, why I might be thinking Apollo's going to win, is because Apollo's lost so many matches to Big E already. He's due for victory at this point. And then with this new repackaged gimmick, what better way to kind of set him off on a, a, some big momentum is getting the IC title and going on a big reign there. So we've seen that, you know, he does pretty well with the title. You know, he was U.S. champion last year. So, uh, yeah, going to be looking forward to that. And then uh, last but not least for night number two, it was also announced Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn. The KO show happened. Sami Zayn cut out, came out and says he has a trailer made for his documentary just about the whole conspiracy. And then he said, what was it? Was it um, uh, what's the guy's name? Jake Paul? Or yeah, Paul, uh, yeah. One of the one of the other problem childs besides uh, problem children besides yeah. Tessa Blanchard. So um, he said, look, man, he's going to come allow- out next week. They're going to do a big red carpet next week, and he's going to show I'm, up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this all. I'm going to say it all. I get this mania. We need celebrities. Those Paul dudes, I, I don't care for them. I don't watch yeah. their content. I don't need them on WrestleMania. El Generico and Kevin Steen, give them, give them 15 minutes. They're going to tear it up. That's I was going to say, we know their history. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, I mean, they're real-life best friends. We know their long history, Ring of Honor, NXT, WWE. They put on banger matches. So I, I'm just happy for them that they're going to get the opportunity to do it on a WrestleMania stage. So that should be a lot of fun to see that match play out. Um and so, with that being said, I'm just double checking here. So we got the SmackDown Women, WWE, Raw Tag Teams, Universal, Raw Women's, Aaron Connell. So the last match or last set of titles that is yet to be declared yet is the SmackDown Tag Titles. They're my, going on the pre-show. We already know. Yeah, my guess is probably going to be uh, Ziggler and Rude defending against maybe Street Profits, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, maybe Chad Gable and. Um, Otis, who do you think is going to potentially walk out of there? I could see Dominic and uh, Ray Mysterio winning it, father and son, because that's what Dominic kind of, excuse me, Ray said in his promo this week. His goal, his last thing he wants to accomplish in wrestling is him and his son holding gold together. So that's my early prediction. That's probably going to be the matchup eventually. They're going to announce this week. That's, I mean, it's fine. It's <laughs> it's the SmackDown tag titles. That's whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think at some point maybe they should unify the tag titles into one. 
And that way those people can't appear on Raw and SmackDown. Do that with the women, too. Yep. Yeah. So... I hear ya. So, uh, but yeah, so 11 matches so far for WrestleMania. So it's starting to shape up, man. Two nights. Looking forward to it. So we're on the road to WrestleMania less than two weeks now. Super excited. I'm excited for that whole week of uh, WrestleMania week between Raw, SmackDown, NXT TakeOver, Hall of Fame. Uh, WrestleMania night one and two. So, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about in the coming weeks. So, good stuff. All right, Philip, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. Where can all the clicksters find you online? You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram, Instaham, uh, at Heel Antoine, H E E L A N T W I N E. Uh, the Bullet on Instagram, The Bullet on YouTube, at Bullet on Twitter. Check me out on the Jabber Tears Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts, and they're on Instagram. I was on Coffee Talk with friends with my homie, Sir Wilkins from New York. You know, we had to, had to chop it up real quick. Had to let the marks know that Kenny's not all that great. Hasn't really been great. You know what I'm saying? Had to let you all know that. I agree. Omega's not all that. You know, Tommy. See, Tommy understands. You know? Have you seen Tommy's impression of Kenny Omega? I, I have. And I oh, that's right. I, I completely <laughs> agree. You know what I'm saying? Kenny's not all that great. Never has been. Never, never, never will be. And the that's D- the bottom line. Because the microphone, because the microphone Messiah said so. Okay. Okay. You tell him. Tommy, yeah, yeah, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. Where can the yeah. clicks just find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey83. For everything else, at In the Click on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as well, YouTube. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, in the click at gmail.com. Get the merch, link in our bio for all that good stuff. Philip, once again, thank you so much for subbing in for Richard this week. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. That was really generous of you. <laughs> your time we got so much filth this week between uh, a couple episodes in the clip got bullet cast stuff you're making appearances everywhere man you are doing big things i'm proud of you you're the mvp <laughs> mvp you should be added to the hurt business <laughs> i am their chief brand officer <laughs> so on that note let's go home and that's the bottom line because huey said so